With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Welcome to the Turn on the Jets digital off-season roundtable. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. Leading off this week on our roundtable, last time I said it was the Ricky Henderson. This time we're going to make him the Lou Brock of this roundtable. He is one of my favorite writers covering the NBA for SB Nation and particularly the Knicks and Nets. And for me, that's awesome because I'm a huge Nets fan. Mr. Christian Winfield. Christian, what's going on, man? How's it going, man? How you going? I know we talk a lot about NBA, but I'm here to talk about Jets, man. I love this team, and I hope it. Uh, I hope we can turn things around this year. We all hope that, Christian. Believe me, we've been hoping that for a really long time. So let's see if this ends up happening this year, and if it's going to, it's going to happen under the leadership of two people, Mike McCagnan and Adam Gase. We'll get back to Adam Gase in a second, but first, what are your thoughts on Mike McCagnan sticking around? Um, you know, from from what I can tell, I think a lot of people wanted McCagnan out. Um, I guess they they're going to have him sticking around. I was I was more excited. I, I, was, I didn't even I can't even use the word excited. I was excited they were going to hire a new head coach because I knew Todd Bowles wasn't going to stick around. And then we get Adam Gase, and and this guy's eyes are, are darting around the room, and we are <laughs> what's going on there. And then he's coming from the Dolphins, and my my father's a diehard Jets fan. I got him from him. He's like the Dolphins are an enemy. How do you go hire one? Of How do you go hire one of their coaches? But um. Apparently, he's the quarterback whisperer. You know, I hope this guy pans out. But as a, as a test for Mike McCagney, you know, I know he hasn't really done much with, with the Jets so far since he's been here. And this is why we're here now. But he also drafted Tim Darnold, I guess. Um, and Jamal Adams is here. And we have, at least what looks like a, a solid foundation going forward, we have so much money. We have another draft pick. So I, I will have a better, I will have a more informed decision when we see what happens this summer, if you can turn that around. But. Um, we're in a decent spot right now, and I feel like that's as good as you can ask for. Let's talk a little bit more about Adam Gase. I know he had the wild eyes at the press conference, <laughs> and obviously he comes from the Dolphins, so that's a strike against him. Your father's right, the Dolphins are an enemy. But what are your thoughts on Gase as a coach, and what do you think about the Jets hiring him overall? Listen, I, I grew up idolizing Peyton Manning, and whenever Peyton Manning has glowing reviews about somebody, I, I take that 
with I, I take that like it's gold. Um, you know, this guy's worked with quite a few quarterbacks. It seems like he knows what he's doing. He's also worked with Ryan Tannehill. You know, he hasn't always worked with Jay Cutler. You know, there's 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 pros and cons. Um, I, I don't believe his record in Miami was was very well or very high. You know, I don't really know. I didn't I didn't watch very much Dolphins football, so I don't know what they were doing. Um, but supposedly Sam Darnold was excited to work with him, and if Sam Darnold is excited to work with this head coach, then I'm all for it. Um, you know, I, I just hope that he can really bring the most out of him because this this franchise is going to go whichever way Sam Darnold goes that the day. And um, if he can really tap that potential and unlock him to be anything like, well, I'm not going to say he's going to be like Peyton Manning, but if he, you know, if Sam Donald's a mobile guy, he can run around, he can move in the pocket, he has an arm. Um, right now, for him, it's, it's coming down to decision making, not letting some of those passes go, making better decisions. Um, if Adam Gase is the quote unquote quarterback whisperer and can get the most out of this guy, I am all for it. Um, and I kind of just want to see what some of his offense looks like with our with our roster. We have we have to fill some holes. Obviously, we got to put some some players around Darnold. We got to get a running back. We got to get some receivers. Hopefully, um, I like our tight end. I love Robbie Anderson. We need to get a new love back healthy. Um, if we if we get the right pieces, maybe get a little bit more protection for Darnold up there. I think Adam Gase will be okay. Um, as long as Sam Darnold is excited to work with him, I'm excited for him. Christian, you mentioned getting more pieces around Sam Darnold, and that is going to have to happen through free agency in the draft. So let's start by talking a little bit about free agency. We'll save Le'Veon Bell for last because he's the main event, the biggest name, the big attraction at the amusement park. Let's go through the rest of free agency besides Le'Veon Bell. Any specific players or positions that you think the Jets should pay extra special attention to? You know, I think... For starters, we need to get some help on that D-line, and edge rusher would be nice. Um, I was hoping and praying that Baby Bosa falls to us, but I don't think he's going to make it past pick two. Uh, if we can move up and get him, that would be amazing. I, I'm not sure that happens. Uh, offensively, getting the same down with some more weapons. I, I, was, I was flirting around with the idea of getting Antonio Brown and just bringing Pittsburgh, both of them, Brown and Le'Veon Bell, up to New York. Um, that might be a little bit too much of a sideshow, but at the same time, you know, when, when you've got talented players, you, you got to go after him, and I think those two guys. You bring those two guys to New York, and then you have Robbie Anderson. You have a slot receiver. You got Quincy Enunwa. You got all these guys. I think you at this point, it's just a matter of getting Sam Donald some weapons. So I think you get Antonio Brown in here. He's a playmaker. He's a dynamic guy. Um, I think that's that's a a great starting point to to you know get in this offensive jumpstart. I could be wrong. You know, he's I, I'm a fan of star power. You know, and I'm sure there are other guys who can play a, a wide receiver one position pretty well but I like Robbie Anderson I don't think he's a number one guy right now I think he's best as a number two um and I think that if we get that number one type receiver like an Antonio Brown it could be somebody else but I think if you add Antonio Brown to this to this receiving team and then you go out and get a, a quality running back Sam Donald's in a good position you mentioned Antonio Brown. He's a guy that could be available via trade. Also, A.J. Green is rumored to be available, a couple of others. Any of those guys that you would give up some serious draft capital to get? Mm, no. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm generally conservative when it comes to trading draft picks, and that's just from and that's, and NBA as well. You, know, you don't necessarily want to trade a draft pick for a guy who either A, has a lot of mileage on him, as injury as three or C might not even try to stay with you long term. Obviously, NFL contractual agreements are different from NBA, but like there are a lot of, of, of moving parts. Obviously, in the NFL, you get more draft picks and you have more of an opportunity to, to strike gold with some of those draft picks. I mean, look, Tom Brady got taken in what the sixth round. You can get lucky like that all, all the time, but I generally don't like giving up draft picks 
that being said, A.J. Green is a savage. That man is a, is a baller. Uh, so is Antonio Brown. If they get any one of those guys, I don't think you surrender first round. So first round picks are tough. I don't think you do that. Second round picks probably not either. But maybe you go further, further down the draft. I, I don't know. I'm generally not interested in trading draft picks. But I also understand you can't get players without giving something up. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. You mentioned Nick Bosa, who you refer to as Baby Bosa. And I would like to see him fall to the Jets as well at number three. But let's assume for a second that that doesn't happen. What would you like to see the Jets do at number three if they stay put or if they trade back? I think they could trade back. Um, if, you, if you're not going to get the, the quality edge rusher that you need at pick number three, why not trade down and get another pick? You know, like it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's a lot of teams that want to trade up to get that pick, and you can kind of try to, you know, try to get guys to be competing, get different teams to be competing against themselves or if in like a bidding war. To, to get more picks back for that for that third pick, I think hey, why not trade down, get a pick in the either in the in the lower in the top ten or maybe in the in, in the teens, and then also get another maybe a third round pick or a second round pick. However, teams are willing to give up to get that third pick, why not? If you're gonna find gems all over the draft, I'm sure they've got their their big board of players that they know they want. Uh, in the event that they do trade down, um, I don't want them to just take somebody for the sake of taking them. You know, like I, I saw a couple mock drafts where they have some. Where they have us taking the O line. Uh, o line. There's a couple of different mock drafts where they have us taking a bunch of different players. And I'm like, if we don't have an, an edge rusher there available for us, let's just trade down. What do you think about either if they trade down and acquire extra picks, or just with the picks that they already have in the mid and late rounds? Any specific players or positions that you'd want to target? Um, definitely edge rusher is, is number one. Um, uh, if there is a, a a receiver that is available that has that star power, uh, that could be a number one or could be a number two, and move Robbie Anderson to number three, that would be nice. Um, I, I think the the Jets are, are they they have so many key positions that you that need to be addressed. But I, those are positions I'd like to address in free agency, and we have so much money. It's like all right, well, why not try to plug some of those holes? You know, I, I think that we could use help. You know, Jamal Adams is amazing. I think we could use help at corners, please. Get them some help on the defensive backs, um, and we need some. We I feel like there's just holes we have to plug. We need another receiver, or, or a tried and true running back would be nice. That hence Le'Veon Bell. You bring Le'Veon Bell to New York, it changes the the, the landscape of this team. Um, and then I think we could also use some help on the outside linebackers as well. Um, but it, it's just a lot of, of of holes to plug, and I think that with draft picks, those, those are kind of tricky because some guys take a little bit longer to come along. I think this summer is is the time where we could get somebody who could be an immediate impact. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'm trying to McCagney and, and Adam Gates have a have a a long road ahead of them in terms of plugging this roster up. But I think they're in a position now to where they could do that with those draft picks. I think you you, you gamble on some corners. Um, you should, maybe you try to find an edge rusher if you can in that in that ten to fifteen range if you trade down. Um, and then from there on, you try to plug holes all around the roster. Maybe find a wide receiver. Maybe find a running back somewhere. Offensive line could always use some help. So 
there's quite a few plugs, quite a few holes they can plug, but I think they're, they're going to start looking for corners and, and edge rushers in the draft. Let's talk about the biggest name in free agency now, Le'Veon Bell. This is the second year in a row that a major star is going to be available as an unrestricted free agent. It almost never happens, but two years in a row it's happened, and the Jets have been at the forefront of whispers the last two years, first with Cousins and now with Bell. They did not land Kirk Cousins. We expect them to be major players for Le'Veon Bell, though, this time around. What do you think? If you're the Jets... Are you willing to pay whatever you have to pay to get Le'Veon Bell, or do you think that the baggage in terms of the injuries, the suspensions, the teammates bad-mouthing him, is that a little too much for you, maybe dissuade you, you don't want him around the locker room with Sam Darnold, or does the talent win out and you say, go pay the man? I, I think, A, the, the talent wins out there, and B, I think this guy has a chip on his shoulder. That's everything he's had to go through in, in Pittsburgh, and knowing that he, he can probably still be a, a Pro Bowl type of, of running back, I think you go get him. I think you pay him. I think you have that conversation with him. Like, hey, walk me through everything that went down in Pittsburgh and why did this happen, and you get his side of everything. And from there, you make that decision. I think Le'Veon Bell is, is an amazing talent. I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. I think he's the, the type of, of star power that the Jets need. They need that playmaker in the backfield they just haven't had since – God knows when. Curtis Martin can be so lost. We have a, a really, really good franchise-altering type of running back. And um, I think he's a guy you got to take a chance on. He's a guy you have to pay. You have all this money in, in cap space this summer. You have to do something with it. If the Jets don't make a splash, I would be I would be shocked. I'd be surprised. I'd be a little bit disappointed. Um, I think that Le'Veon, I think it just makes sense. You know, you could say bad locker room presence. not the type of guy you want around Sam Donald, but this is he also has that experience. You know, he's, he's a tried-and-true running back. He's a guy that you have to go after. And uh, I think the Jets are going to do it. I hope they do. And if they do, I think it changes the, the dynamic of what they can do. And then you're giving Adam Gase a, a real Pro Bowl running back who God knows what he can do with that. So uh, I'd be excited this, I'd be excited if the, uh, if the Jets win and go. Last order of business, Christian, and it doesn't have anything to do with the product on the field, and that is the new uniforms. What do you think that the Jets should do here? What do you like with the color scheme, and do you think that they're going to get it right? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. You know I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of the, the traditional Jets uniform look, and um, it, I, don't, I don't think they're terrible, to be honest. I, I was looking at them not too long ago. It is, it's tough. I, I like a traditional olive green look, and, and these aren't, they're not necessarily terrible. But I, I think that I, I, sometimes you just don't have to change something. You know, sometimes you, you can leave something as is, and you, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I think that's something that you could have said about, about Jets jerseys. But at the same time, it's a new era. You're ushering in two, two new young leaders in, in Sam Donald and, and Jamal Adams. Um, and sometimes you just have to make a change. I'm not I'm not upset with it. It's just like, you know, I think they'll still have those old uniforms in rotation. I hope they do. We're going to see how it turns out. But as far as I'm concerned, I've said this many times and I have no problem repeating myself. I do not care one bit as long as the team is good. That's it. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, they could wear nothing but gray and white. And it wouldn't bother me if they're winning a Super Bowl. But for some people. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it's gang green all day. It has to be some second green on there. We're not. Gonna do that. <laughs> no, 
Listen, all I'm saying is Lombardi Trophy is all I'm focused on. So let's hope that what they do in the offseason leads to greater results. He is one of my favorite NBA writers. You should be reading his work over at SB Nation. If you're not following him on Twitter, you really should be. Christian Winfield. By the way, Christian, one of these days i got to twist your arm into starting up an NBA podcast with me. I'm here anytime you're ready to do it. So you just let me know, man. I'm here anytime you want to do it. Anytime, man. If you want to talk hoops, we can talk hoops all day. We got two of the most fun teams in, in, in the league right now in the Knicks and Nets. And the Knicks, Knicks aren't that fun right now, but they were fun in the summertime. And the Nets are looking like they're going to make the playoffs. So uh, New York basketball is on its way back, thankfully. I'm thinking Brooklyn Nets podcast with Christian Winfield and Scott Mason sounds pretty good. You tell me what you think. It <laughs> has a nice little ring to it. I like it. Let's test the waters a little bit. Christian Whitfield, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Like I said, for anybody that doesn't know where to find you, why don't you go ahead and let them know? I'm on, on Twitter, Christian Winfield. That's with a K at Chris Splash, K-R-I-S-P-L-A-S-H-E-D. You can find my work at SBNation.com slash NBA. Um, or if you're just looking for if you if you're if you're on Twitter and you're you're looking at NBA news, you're bound to see something that I've either written or tweeted or what have you. So if you're in a mix of net stuff hit me up if you're into NBA trades and just any any part of this NBA madness that's happening right up. So again, you can find me on Twitter or on SBNation.com. Christian Winfield at Chris Blush. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Next up on the roundtable, somebody who is very familiar to you if you are a listener of Turn on the Jets Digital Podcast because he has appeared before on our other podcast, What's Your Point as a Judge? He's a lot of fun, big 80s wrestling fan, so he and I could probably talk for hours about that stuff. He has his roots with the Jets as a former ball boy back in 1990 and also worked as Director of Communications for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So his roots in not just the Jets, but football run fairly deep. Nowadays, he's the Executive Vice President of Public Affairs at the U.S. Travel Association. Really glad that he was able to come on and talk a little roundtable action with me today. Mr. John Grello, what's going on, John? Great to be with you, Scotty, too, hottie. <laughs> Great wrestling reference. I guess, does that make you Brian Christopher, a.k.a. Grandmaster Sexay? <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> there we go. We are the new Too Cool. I like it. So as the two new members of Too Cool, John, let's start with the first topic of conversation. Another sexy gentleman who loves to drink Starbucks, and that's Mike McCagnin. Let's talk about him and whether or not we think it was a good idea for him to be retained as the general manager. Which side of the fence do you fall on there? Okay, so my bias is in favor of continuity when you look at the exemplary franchises in the NFL, they they have continuity between ownership, GM, coach, and quarterback. Ideally, uh, and and you see that even uh, you know from Baltimore to New England and and up and uh, New Orleans uh, and so on. There there are a lot of uh, a lot of franchises that 
that are patient, um, but they haven't they haven't had to be too patient because they're not hitting a reset button every five minutes. So uh, I guess I would say uh, let's let's give McCagnan another year. Um, and uh, you know my my overarching thought on on whether it's coaches, GMs, or players is um, how how babyish uh, fans tend to be. Uh, sports is where uh, grown men go to act like little kids um, in terms of the temper tantrums uh, that we all have when when somebody either uh, gets retained or or fired or brought on. Uh, and and I think the the adult uh, clinical, surgical, less emotional position is let's just take this one step at a time and uh, and give McCagden one more year uh, and then and then we can take it from there. What about a coach? Do you think they made the right move hiring Adam Gase? Yeah, so uh, so that's another one where um, obviously people get excited about big names, uh, and there's more to the HC hire than than uh, their pedigree on one side of the ball. Um, but teams continue to make um, questionable decisions. I'm not saying that that Adam Gase was my first choice. Um, but we, you need a CEO of the football organization, you, um, not literally, but you need somebody who can, who can put out a practice schedule, who can uh, make decisions, who can look at the whole picture, and, and having somebody who's been around the track a couple of times um, is not a bad thing. That said, um, obviously Adam Gates uh, was media trained for his, inter- his uh, uh, press conference by somebody like Mark Tressman in terms of creepiness and, and, and strangeness. So hopefully he can get that straightened out because the, the media sharks in New York will eat him alive if he doesn't uh, find a way to become more relatable and, and normal uh, in front of the cameras. Yeah, I'm thinking that if he comes with those eyes again in a press conference, there are going to be a lot more memes on social media. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and, and you really have to grade the – the HC um, class by, uh, you know, who was out there, right? McCarthy, I wasn't crazy about, and I thought he would have been a bad fit um, with the New York media, very prickly. Um, and, you know, and then there was Rule, who uh, reminded me of of uh, another uh, uh, college football coach coming to the NFL uh, that I was familiar with in terms of, uh, in terms of his wet, my way or the highway, and I wasn't sure if that was the, the right move either. Um, so uh, I'm hoping for the best. My fingers are crossed. All of our fingers are crossed at this point. And if they're going to succeed, regardless of Gase or McCagnin, it's going to have to be with better players. So we'll have to see who they bring in. And that begins with free agency before the draft. We'll get to the draft later. Let's start with free agency. What are some players and positions that you'd really like to see addressed? And we'll save Le'Veon Bell for later. So besides Le'Veon Bell, what would you do in free agency? Right. So, so in terms of free agency, again, I try to be um, more detached and, and less emotional about uh, chasing free agents. Uh, I guess you could say that, that there's nobody who's in the free agent um, that clearance bin that doesn't have a pull in the sweater, so to speak. So um, everybody's going to have an issue if they're, if they're um, available and up for grabs. So understanding that, that Lev Bell has, uh, has some concerns uh, in terms of character or baggage, if you will. Um, that said, uh, I, I've come around to the view uh, that that uh, talent-wise, he's that much more uh, impressive than the lot 
and you may have to take some risks. I mean, you think of like a, a guy like Deshaun Jackson um, moving from a, a couple of teams, and you know that an explosive player um, is just a ticking time bomb, and, and maybe he blows up the first year, or maybe he blows up the third year, but just as long as you go in eyes wide open and know that he's going to blow up eventually, um, then it's fine, I guess. Um, but we've got to we've got to roll the dice some and uh, and get some talent on the field. So I, I would say that uh, that playmakers like Lev Bell are, are are worth a strong look. And and beyond that, Scott, um, obviously, offensive line is is going to be very very important. And uh, not that the free agent class is brimming with talent. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, add about three three new members of the O line this year uh, for for the off season to feel like a success. What do you think about the number three overall pick in the draft, and then beyond that, the other picks they have? We know they don't have a second rounder, so that could be something they might be able to recoup if they trade down. Is that what you would do? Would you be looking to trade down? Would you sit at number three? Is there somebody you like there? Anybody you like in the mid rounds, late rounds? Any positions in particular you'd want to fill in the draft? Sure. Basically, what would you want to do in the draft is what I'm saying. Okay, so so a few things on that. One is, um, obviously, it takes two to tango. So when people talk about trading down, there's got to be uh, a willing partner on the other end who needs to jump up and grab their QB or something like that. So um, so ideally, if, if, if you said to me, I, I, I can wave the magic wand and and have my way, I'd say trade down. Uh, and we need talent. Uh, it's an unfortunate place to be where you can, you could, uh, pick up anybody and they probably end up being a starter, um, somewhere. And with the exception of course of, of QB and, and safety, um, it's wide open in terms of, of where you can go. Um, some people are, are down on Quinn and Williams, uh, because interior alignment are not as glamorous. Uh, but but shying away from that because of the Jets history is like not picking uh, a, a USC quarterback because of Mark Sanchez. <laughs> um, so so you really you really have to look at things individually. And uh, and and I would say um, best player available if there isn't uh, a trade down opportunity, recovering that second round pick if not if not a couple. Um, would be really nice, and 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 whether it's um, an outright trade in the off season or trade around draft day, um, I am, I think trades are going to be really really important uh, to rebuilding the roster. Um, so uh, my hope is uh, that 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 second pick, uh, whether it's a second rounder or a third rounder, turns into a starter. It really, really has to be. Uh, so so hopefully we can trade down, recover. Uh, a second rounder and and have uh, at least two um, surefire starters um, in their rookie campaigns. If they do trade down and pick up extra picks beyond just guys they could pick in the draft, would you consider using some of those extra picks to get established players like an Antonio Brown or AJ Green? Okay, so so trade yes, those guys no, and I know it's easy because they're they're big names, but. Um, AJ Green's 31 in July. Antonio Brown is 30 right now. Um, I'm a bit of an ageist when it comes to uh, when it comes to free agents and and uh, existing talent in the NFL. That's why I was a little bit um, hot on Amari Cooper. And and people said, well, what has he done? And I, I lick my chops when you see a, a receiver with upside who's 24 or 25. 
So I'm, I am more than happy to, to roll the dice and, and go for whether it's an offensive lineman or a weapon, uh, that, that's 24, 25, 26, even 27. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to get too jazzed about a guy who's 29 or 30. Are there any other guys that you look at as potential trade targets? Maybe Mike Evans or somebody like that? Mike Evans isn't going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's like one 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 player. I, I know Tampa obviously very well, uh, and uh, one of my all time favorites, Gerald McCoy, may not be there this year. Um, Jameis isn't going anywhere, um, and Mike Evans is is the one guy that that is untradeable on that roster. So I don't see why they would part ways with him. Uh, again, anybody who's made available is going to have a pull in the proverbial sweater. So I, 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 don't, I don't see um, top-flight blue-chip guys in their prime being available um, and, and unless there's just this extreme teardown situation where, you know, Oakland or, or whoever is, says we're not going to be good for a few years, um, let's, let's uh, hit the reset button ourselves and everything must go. What I just got of what you said, John, is that you're going to work overtime to try and get Gerald McCoy to come to New York. That's what I heard you say. <laughs> I would love to have him, and he would be an absolute superstar um, in terms of personality. He and Jamal would be, you know, would could have a show on the fan uh, from day one. They would be <laughs> so much fun together. Uh, Gerald is the real deal as a guy and as a personality, and and obviously a, a, a great talent. So I, I would love nothing more. Let's hope the Jets seriously consider that. And Jamal Adams, that should be one of the guys that you're going after as you do your little tour here trying to convince free agents to come into New York. Now let's talk about the biggest free agent here, John, the one that Jamal Adams seems to be focusing on the most, and that is Le'Veon Bell, the former Steelers running back. We all know what he can do on the field. If you were in the position Mike McCagnan and Adam Gase were in and had to decide whether or not to make him a godfather offer to try and coax him into coming here to play with Sam Darnold, would you do it? Yeah, so uh, similar to what I said earlier about like a Deshaun Jackson kind of guy, as long as you know go in eyes wide open and and know that that he's a ticking time bomb and it's not a question of if, it's a question of when the guy blows himself up. And and if there's a, a way to get out of it after two years, then then I would be comfortable with that. Um, that said, as I as I look at um, the coverage and uh, Manisha's story about not breaking the bank for for uh, Lev Bell, that's expectations management. I, I, I as a communications guy, particularly in the NFL, you know, sort of play the the game of Clue and say, you know. Um, was it Professor Plum in the observatory with a lead pipe? Like, what? Who is motivated to put a story out there, and why? And and the answer to that question, with regard to Amanisha's story, is that the uh, the Jets don't want to do uh, don't want to replay the the uh, Kirk Cousins drama all over again, and want to manage fans' expectations. It's not as simple as you know we're going to give him a nice strong offer, and 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 there's a teammate and who's courting him openly on Twitter, um, and, and uh, it should be that easy. He's going to have a lot of offers, and other teams, you know, get paid too. And they're, and they're going to, if there is a, an in-shape Le'Veon Bell who seems like he has that together and is ready to make an impact, there's going to be a market for him, and we're not going to be the only ones uh, in on the game. So, um, so whether he goes to Indy or, or, or Miami or somewhere else, 
Um, we're not going to be the only ones in on that game, but but I, I think we're we're in that spot, the unfortunate spot of having to roll the dice and 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 just saying, look, there is a there is a uh, a, a likelihood that the guy's going to blow himself up one way or another, whether it's a, a positive test um, or a media meltdown or uh, an injury or whatever the case may be. And if we can get out of that thing for um, after year two or something, then 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 let's sure let's do it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Speaking of communication, since you just brought up the whole manage expectations thing and the leaks, I figured you would be a good guy to pick the brain of based on these things because that wasn't the only leak. We also heard the leak about Leonard Williams, the report Manish put out, that the Jets are not looking to trade Leonard Williams, that they're looking to keep him. What is your take on that? Do you think that they did that as a way to tell teams we're not looking to trade him, but if you want them, you better come with a big offer? Or do you think that they're legitimately just trying to put it out there, hey, we believe in this guy, and pump his confidence up publicly? There is nothing lost by by putting out there that you don't want to trade the guy. So either A, um, you're managing fans' expectations that he will be back, um, or B, um, you're trying to uh, entice other teams to make a, a more handsome offer. If, let's say, there was a, a story out there that, uh, they were looking to shop Leonard Williams, then fans would be going crazy because we just uh, demonstrated lower value and are going to get less for him. Um, so there's really nothing lost by the front office leaking out there that he will be back. Question about the players and how you would handle them, because I'm very fascinated by what Jamal Adams is doing and what Darren Lee has done as far as popping off. How would you handle Jamal Adams and Darren Lee, or at least how would you attempt to handle them? Because obviously when you're a star player like Jamal Adams, there's only so much you can do. Would you tell him to proceed with caution? Do you think it's fine what he's doing because the fans seem to enjoy it? What do you think about him and Darren Lee and their use of social media and the way that they talk publicly? Okay, so there are, there are questions of leverage and control. What I mean by leverage is that Jamal Adams, as a pro bowler now and, and, a, um, and a pillar of the franchise, it's, uh, the PR guy is going to be hard-pressed to say, you know, Jamal, sit down. I need, to, I need to talk to you about your social media presence. You need to uh, tamp it down um, because Jamal's just going to roll his eyes and say, whatever, man. Um, and, and that leads to control. Players in general, and, and this has applications beyond just uh, being funny and playful on Twitter, players are individuals and have, um, it's better to assume they have a bit of a chip on their shoulder in terms of not being viewed as soldiers in an army as much as being individuals who want to be free to express themselves and don't want to be controlled, not by their head coach and certainly not by some snot-nosed PR guy like myself. So, um, so you got to be careful, and and maybe you can make an impact on a on a player and say, you know, be careful in this interview, be careful in this press conference, 
and just understand that that the calculation is the more you try to force a player to do uh, something, almost like a teenage kid, the more they're going to want to rebel or maybe next time they're going to find a way to remind you that they've got leverage on you and that they won't be controlled. So, so the bottom line is this. You need to develop a rapport of trust where they, it, be, it becomes clear to them that you're looking out for them and that you're not sent from management upstairs to, to shut them up but rather you're, look, you're um, their agent and their publicist and trying to, trying to help them achieve their goals. If, if they think that you're just being sent uh, by the coach, by the GM, by the owners to shut them up, then good luck with that. It's not going to go anywhere. You've got you've to make them believe uh, and, and be sincere about it that you're rooting for them. John, last question involving the uniforms. If you had anything to say about how the strategy goes as far as rolling them out, and as you said before, managing fan expectations, how would you have handled this from day one, and do you think the Jets have handled it properly? Look, uh, they're not ready to unveil them quite yet. The, the banter is nothing but fun. Um, I've, I've been enjoying the, the mock-ups that people have put out there uh, as much as the next guy, and, and, and that's, that's all upside in terms of excitement. And, uh, and, and driving anticipation of, of, uh, of merch purchases, uh, in the future. So, um, in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the waiting game, everybody's going to have to wait. Everybody just needs to understand, um, the offerings on Twitter for what they are playful. Uh, and, uh, and hopefully if, if I had my druthers, um, it would look something like the color rush uniforms or, or Kelly green. Uh, don't overdo it. Um, I'm sad to say that, that, uh, look no further than, than, uh, my former employer for, um, what can go wrong when you, you know, trick out or, or try to accessorize every last thing on a uniform and, and it ends up looking, uh, less than elegant and, and less than, uh, less than wearable, let's say. <laughs> He is the executive vice president of public affairs at the U.S. Travel Association, former director of communications for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and former ball boy for the 1990 New York Jets, the year that Blair Thomas came on the scene. Oh, boy. One day we're going to have to do a series on the 1990 season here on Play Like a Jet. John Grella, thanks so much for joining me, man. Really appreciate it. Always love talking to you. For anybody that doesn't know where to find you, why don't you go ahead and let them know. At Jonathan Grella on Twitter. Um, looking forward to connecting with and bantering with uh, fellow Gangrene fans. And Scott, a pleasure as always. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. As we were saying beforehand, it's almost like we're like demolition, but the accent smash version, crush, no, crush is not in this equation. Uh, that's sad. Demolition is such a knockoff of the Legion of Doom. I, I would hate to be uh, one of those dudes, but uh, I like. Uh, each of those guys better when they were the mass superstar and crush your cruise shift. Uh, but uh, you can you can take demolition. I, I don't want them. So you weren't a fan of Barry Darso as Repo Man then? <laughs> <laughs> that may have been a slight upgrade over uh, Smash, uh, but it is really sad what uh, what some of these guys end up having to do. And you know, from Dusty Rhodes to Terry Taylor and so on. The, how they lower themselves uh, for a paycheck. Uh, hopefully none of us have to do that in real life. Oh, let's hope not. I would hate to have to go around going, arr, 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 
all day just to make a few bucks. John Grella, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. That'll wrap things up for roundtable number five. Don't forget to follow John on Twitter and Christian on Twitter as well. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.